Okay, <laughs> so we didn't really think through our intro, but That's my name's okay. Christy. And my name's Casey. And we are both theater teachers. I teach high school. I teach middle school theater. And I guess we just wanted to start this so that we could get our advice out there and share it with people. We realized that there wasn't a podcast dedicated to theater educators, and we felt like we could help out with that. Also, have you ever sat through a professional development and thought, man, this math strategy is really great, but how do I use this in theater? Yeah, so have we. So we thought, what better way to offer some ideas and advice than through a podcast? So here we are. And today we're going to talk about avoiding burnout and planning for the end of the year since it is May and I have 18 days of school left. And I have less like 14 days of school left not that we're counting or anything definitely not (laughs) so we wanted to start off by talking about projects that are good for the end of the year um kids are done we're done as teachers we don't want to be there they don't want to be there but we're all there anyway we have to be there so making the best of that time i like to choose projects that are super engaging for our kiddos um For example, I teach high school and I'm doing sock puppets next week and my kids are so excited to do sock puppets. You'd think that was like an elementary project, but they are pumped. I had them start out by uh, creating a cartoon character. They had to give it a name. They had to give it personality traits. They had to draw a picture of it. So they're working on their design skills. Um, Also, while having a fun time, playing like kids. They're loving it right now. Um, I did the same thing. My last project for most of my classes um, is a lip sync project. And I know this is something that a lot of middle schools do, but I save it for the very end of the year because the kids can be silly and they can be goofy and they get to choose what song they want to do. And also, most importantly, by this point, they're really comfortable around each other. I'm not going to ask them to dance and sing in front of each other the second week of school because they won't do it. But in May, um, they're ready to bust out their favorite Disney tune and, you know, put on a dress and boys put on wigs and we dance around the classroom. So something really low stress, low risk and fun is what we plan for the end of the year. Um, how do you filter through those songs? Because I know that some teachers are afraid their kiddos are going to choose super inappropriate songs. It's funny. I had this conversation. Um, I gave a group of 7th and 8th graders free reign and said as long as it doesn't have bad words and it's not about like bad material, I guess, you can choose it. And I thought I would get a lot of like... I don't know, Ariana Grande, or I don't know what else. I sound really old. Like, whatever's on the radio. Um, No, I have kids who beg to do High School Musical. I have a kid that wanted to do the Magic School Bus. Like, 90% of them are Disney songs. Uh, I think you'd be surprised what your kids will come up with when they realize that it's just about being silly. But I did put out there in the beginning, like, I'm going to veto any song that you know, is inappropriate. I also make them look up the lyrics and let me read them, and that stops them from trying to, like, pull one over on you. Um, I will also say, I don't know how other administrators feel about showing movies in class, but um, last week, my co-teacher and I, we did... Uh, one day we watched uh, 
clips from The Greatest Showman, and then another day we watched clips from Singing in the Rain, and we kind of talked about the difference between a modern movie musical and a an old-time movie musical, and what was the difference, and uh, that sort of thing, and what were the similarities. I had my kiddos write um, a very short paper about the differences between the two, and the kids were really into it. I thought they would not pay any attention to Singing in the Rain, but they loved it. Yeah, I also think that um, we should mention we're from Texas, so we have the teaks, like a very structured, like that's our curriculum standards, that's the word, Um, and our kids have to learn how to critique performances, so um, watching performances like you know, a musical on video is kind of in line with what we have to teach them, especially if you're at a school where you can't take your kids to go see a live stage performance. And it's not like we're just watching movies just, you know, to waste time. Anytime we watch a musical in my class, there's comprehension questions. They're talking, we're talking about like plot structure, inferring what's happening, protagonist, antagonist, you know, all those things your English teachers are going to love. And that's a cross-curricular thing that you can like... Put, get some points for. Which is also great at the end of the year if you, like us, are getting ready for state testing yes. in all those core subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was really surprised at how many kids, because I asked my kids which one, which show did they like better, and a lot of them said Singing in the Rain, which I was surprised about, so. Interesting. Yes. Um, what are your, what do you think, moving on to the next subject, Casey, what do you think the pros and cons are of having a countdown? This is something that I think lots of teachers talk about. Actually, just today on Facebook, I saw a post about teacher countdowns. Um, I think it's really easy to fall into, like, man, we only have this many days. We only have this many days. I mean, we said it in the beginning. We have less than 20 school days left. Um, But I think it's also hard to remember that, like, while we're excited for our vacations and sleeping in and spending time with our family, um, some of our kids aren't. Um, We have to remember that some of those kids that are our biggest troublemakers and the ones who want the most attention are really acting out because they're not getting in at home. And um, putting a countdown on the board of like, oh man, we only have 10 classes left together, um, is reminding them that in 10 days, they're not going to get to be at school anymore and they have to stay at home. And we don't know what that home life is like. So um, I know my school, we're very anti-countdown. And instead of counting down to the last day, it's more like celebrating the last few days that we all have together in these classes and with you know, these kids. with these kids yeah um cuz these even if you have some of the same kids next year especially for theater teachers you get some of repeat kids through different classes um you're never going to have that group of kids all together in your class again usually right and so. i really struggled i have a 7th period class that is a pain some days <laughs> And what I've done is kind of looked back over the year and how in the beginning of the year they could not sit in their chairs and be quiet. And now we're at this point where we all get along, we're all friends, we all um, are working together on a project. And so I guess celebrating that is really amazing too. Right. And sometimes you have to tell the kids that too. You have to make them, hey, like, hey, remember when in September when none of nobody got along and we couldn't sit down? Um, because especially in an an arts class like theater, it's sometimes hard to gauge what they've learned in a year and how they've grown. It's not like, you know, another class where they take a benchmark in the beginning and get a grade and you take the test at the end of the year and, oh, I improved by seven points. Um, 
So you kind of have to remind them, like, hey, remember in the beginning of the year when you wouldn't get on stage and talk in, in front of anybody and now look at you? So, um, Will you tell me a little bit about your co-teacher's end-of-the-year project? What is she doing? Oh, right. Um, so my co-teacher is awesome, and she had a great idea that she, for her last project, she um, compiled a list of like four or five projects that her kids did throughout the year. They've already done them. <clears throat> And she asked, like, each individual kid, which one do you want to do again? So that they could decide which one they wanted to do again. They um, change up their topic. Like, if it's a monologue, it's a different one. If it is a technical design project, they change their prompt. I think lip sync is one of them. They have to do a different song. But she really wanted them to see what kind of improvement they made since they did it last time. And uh, I also think that's important for parents to see, too, when we can't like I said, measure it in points so much to see, like, look at the improvement your student has made since whenever they did this project last. Right. Um, so what are the pros of a countdown? What do you think those are? Um, I mean, it is motivation. I mean, you have those kids where they walk in and you can just tell they're done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need to tell them like, Hey, we only have 14 more days. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think that it sometimes helps your kids focus in. I mean, we have three weeks left, but we still have grades at the end of the year. And yeah. the kids are already thinking about all the other things. You have to tell them, like, hey, you only have 14 days to get your stuff turned in and get it all together. Right. And that's a good thing for – because I know the kids I spend a lot of time with are – not, you know, they do just fine in their theater classes. They're excited for those projects, but it's the other classes right. that we have to motivate them to get their stuff turned in. And that was like, we pulled a kid into the office last week and we were just like, listen, you have three weeks and your grades are not good. What are you going to do to get your stuff together? So I think that is a good pro um, for the students to see, all right, this is how much time you have left. Let's, let's finish strong. So. And also, like, if we're really talking about it as educators, we're preparing them for the real world. Like, yes, we're teaching them theater and reading and science, but, like, they have to learn to work on a deadline of some kind. And uh, a countdown can be good for that because I know in my real life, I'm always thinking, like, oh, man, that thing that I have to get done, I have two weeks. And then I don't start it for another week. You'll think I learn, <laughs> but I don't. So, um, But also a pro for me of a countdown, because I know this year has been super stressful for me, mm-hmm. late night rehearsals and things like that. So seeing it in paper and being able to physically like mark out the numbers. On the calendar? Oh, oh it's so good. It's satisfying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I want to talk about how to avoid that sort of burnout throughout the year and what to do to avoid that burnout. For me, part of it is my, one of my um, my goals for this year was, and I wrote it down, was to leave work at work. Mm. So making my time my own time um, and trying to avoid talking or thinking about work when I'm not at work. So that's been a struggle for me this year, but it's helped me kind of separate my time and then also transitioning. So I drive home and I put on my favorite music and then I'm using that time to stop thinking about work, um, to transition from home life or from work life to home life. That's what I'm doing while I'm listening to Taylor Swift or, you know, any other 
songs that get me out of work mode. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Um, I'm married to another theater educator, so it's really easy for like, oh, I'm finally home from work, let's sit down and have dinner, and we're talking about the shows we're working on, and the projects, and the kids, and you know, it's hard, because that's like your day, and you want to share, but there's a difference between like, let me tell you this great thing that happened in class, and like, oh my gosh, look at all these things I have to do before next week, and so I had to make a conscious effort um, to be like, okay, like she said, leave work at work. I can tell you about the funny things my kids did and the great breakthroughs we had and all that, but then it's done. Let's talk about something else, move on to something else. Yeah. Um, another thing for me about work-life balance is um, creating a schedule, especially as theater teachers, that benefits us. It's so easy to give too much of yourself to your department. Um and I have to keep telling myself, like, you can't pour from and you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and even if you're like burnt out and tired and you're there at rehearsal or in class, it doesn't do your kids any good if you're burnt out and tired and a mess. Um, so this year I have like cut rehearsals down. Like maybe we don't rehearse as often as we used to, or maybe we don't rehearse as long. And I've really been trying to train my kids on, it's about the quality of rehearsal time you have, not the quantity. Like we can get done in an hour, what we could, you know, stretch out and do in two, but let's all go home an hour early and, you know, get some sleep instead. And that's a lot about like planning out your rehearsals and timing. Like I will literally set a timer on my phone or I'll ask my stage manager to set a timer mm -hmm. and say, don't let me work on this scene for longer than 10 minutes. And then in that time we are focused, we're working for 10 minutes and then we move on. And that's planning your rehearsals and sticking to it. That way when you go home, you did what you could on that scene. And I think that's interesting too, what you said about a timer because that's what they teach you in education classes about class time. And I think sometimes as directors, we don't think about it. The after school director, we think very different than the classroom teacher that we are. But if we use the things that we learn in like education classes, it's going to make our life so much easier Yeah, in the long run. Um, another thing, too, I have to talk about is taking care of yourself mm -hmm. physically, like going to bed when you need to go to bed. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I start to get really um, sad and stuff when I don't work out. So I have to schedule. And then here's my thing, too. I don't like to go to the gym. Nobody <laughs> likes to go to the gym. Mm. Um, if you do, you're lying. <laughs> if you do, you're lying. Or you're a very rare person. And, and I'm kind of jealous of you. We're very jealous <laughs> of you. Um, so I have to plan out, like, I have to trick myself into working out. So I like to do spin classes, and it's not, like, a, a competition spin class. It's, like, a fun, the lights are down, the... <laughs> You know, it's the music spin class. Yeah. <laughs> and my spin teacher, she is actually a dance teacher here in Texas. And so um, I sometimes I'll go to her Saturday morning spin classes. And I know that, you know, the night before she was at a football game while I was at a rehearsal. And then, you know, we'll work out and it'll be lots of fun. You're in this, you know, you're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Ending the year is kind of a celebration. I know I teach high school, so we always do a banquet. And we had ours 
pretty early this year, which was nice. Um, but it's so much fun. And we like rent a room at a hotel and we, we don't hire a DJ or anything. We have kids who like bring our sound system and they bring our lights and, um, perks of of having theater kids. I know. And they set it all up. Like our thespian officers set it all up and, um, uh, our kids create a a Spotify playlist and they just jam out. And it was so fun to see them just be kids for a little bit this year. After all the hard work we did, it was so fun to watch them like dance around and be silly. Yeah, um, and I teach middle school, so um, I guess it's not as... Um, I, it is still a big deal when like your most upperclassmen leave. Like for high school, it's when your seniors graduate and go on. And for us, it's when our eighth graders move on and go to high school. And it's not like we're never going to see them again. They're down the road. But um, I really make a big deal about the end of the year about celebrating our time with our eighth graders. Um, We're getting ready to perform our last show this week. And a bunch of my eighth graders are getting like really nostalgic. They're talking about all their memories and all the shows they've been in. Um, And... I think the end of the year gets easier when you can focus on those kind of things. Um, when you talk about... Um, <laughs> sorry about that. We're recording in my apartment and uh, my dog's a little yappy. Anywho, um, I was saying the end of the year is easier when you can celebrate with your kids and think about the memories that you've had and all the things that they've done. Um, and something we do at the end of the year is that my most advanced eighth grade class is um, they write letters to the next year's class. And throughout the year, we open them. We call them legacy letters, right? And it's so they get to leave their mark and they get to say all the inside jokes and really like pump up the next year's class about how like you're the leaders. Life is good. You're so great. We had so much fun. Um, we also, in my classroom, um, I have like those ugly ceiling tiles, you know, in every classroom. Um, they do drawings, my eighth graders, and we are covering the ceiling and ceiling tiles. So when they come back and they're like, come visit in my classroom and visit their younger friends, they're like, oh, that's my ceiling tile or, um, just kind of like leaving a legacy with them behind. So, my um, advanced class, that's like what we're doing for the last three weeks, creating our tiles, writing our letters, just like enjoying our time together before they all leave. Um, and that's also a really like low stress activity too when you're talking about testing and finals and all that jazz um, to just let them kind of like leave their mark on the school. Uh, we did that mm-hmm. at my high school mm-hmm. as well. And so I go back and like I we had a one act play competition there and I pointed to my like brick on the wall. We actually didn't do sealed ceiling tiles. We did bricks on the walls. And I said, that's my, my brick from when I was in high school. And my kids thought it was so cool. Yeah. Um, we've been doing this. I mean, my school's still relatively new, but from year one, this has been something we've done. So don't know what we'll do when we run out of tiles, but, um, I mean, we have kids come back their senior year and are like, Oh my gosh, look, that's my tile. And to see the middle school kids, um, like look up to those people to be like, oh my gosh, they were just like me is also, I don't know, I think it helps them make a connection to the kids in high school and it helps make that transition easier because it's not an easy one. Right. Um, we actually had auditions for our freshman 
uh, theater one select class and then um on friday we had a social with those kiddos who um are coming up from the eighth graders we actually it was after school we gave them all um we made nachos and we brought cookies and things and had like a celebration to introduce the middle schoolers to the high schoolers mm-hmm. and um our thespian officers organized it all so we we put a lot of it on the kiddos um but also we put on the kiddos make sure you make a new friend and make sure nobody sits alone at this thing because that's kind of growing our department it was a lot of fun and the kids had fun um so yeah that's about like celebrating the end of the year yeah and I think there's lots of things you can do throughout the year like socials and things to um I like that you said you put a lot of it on the kids um, about creating traditions and expectations, which might be something we can talk about in a later episode um, within your department. Right. Um, But I don't know. I think if you look at the end of the year is instead of like the home stretch, like you're crawling to across the finish line, (laughs) um, make it a really energetic sprint. And I know it's easier said than done. Oh, yes. He said, I'm about to start show week. So this is me very optimistic. (laughs) Um, If this was next Sunday, this would be a very different podcast. Um, But I think it's all about reframing it and the way you look at it. And having friends who are there on campus or uh, who you see often to help you sort of get through it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're here for. If you don't have anybody on campus, we're here to help you get through it. So yeah, Um, we have some more episodes planned talking about a bunch of different topics. Um, Technical theater for the non-technical mind. Um, we are not technically theater trained by nature. We are both acting and directing types of teachers, but, uh... We still have to put kids on stage and put sets on stage. Yeah, so we've learned how to do it. We'll let you know that. Mm -hmm. Um, what else were we going to talk about? Uh, we have several episodes planned. Uh, let us know if you have any end of the year celebrations that you want to share with us. We would love to hear your school's traditions. We're always looking for new ideas. Yes. (laughs) Um, And that's what we're here for is to help you guys and you guys can help us. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we're new to this. So hopefully these episodes will get better and better. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been Christy. And Casey. And thanks for listening.